Welcome to the Amazing Truth Weekly Radio Broadcast. I'm Pastor Arnett D. Owen from Turning Point Mission Center Church. We're located at 1814 Shady Lane Drive. And when I think about the goodness of the Lord, my heart rejoices. God is so good. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity you've given me to share your word once again. Oh, Father, we just want you to know we love you and we thank you. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Our prayer line is open and you can call us at 866-395-6873. That's 1-866-395-6873. Give us a call. Our prayer team is available to pray with you right now. You may be standing in need of prayer intervention. God hears and he answers prayers. God is still a miracle working God. God is a healer. So whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, God is able to see you through. God is able to turn your midnight into joy, into day, into happiness. So whatever you're experiencing, or you may just want to give God a praise report. You may not have any particular request, but you want to just call and let us know that you're on a battlefield for the Lord and you know that God is good. So call us. Our prayer team is available to pray with you. That number is 866-395-6873. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you. We thank you for being an ever-present help. We thank you for your loving kindness and your compassion that fail us not. We thank you, Lord God, for your faithfulness. And we thank you for this opportunity you've given. We pray right now, Father God, that you will send your Holy Spirit, who is the master teacher, and that you will bless this broadcast. And you'll let your word go forth, and your word will transform hearts and draw us closer to you as we prepare for your return. Oh, Father, we ask that you will shower down your blessing upon everyone that is listening. And you know their needs and concern. And we just ask you to just take care of, shower down your blessing. We pray especially for the bereaved families. So many people are suffering. So many people are hurting, have lost their loved ones. We ask, Father God, for you to comfort their hearts. And, oh, Father, there are so many people that are suffering. They're sick. They're going through. They're at their wit's end. Some are about to give up. But Lord, please send your spirit of encouragement. Send your spirit of healing. Send your spirit of comfort. Whatever we need, we pray that you provide it for them. And we lift up all of our leaders. Leaders of the household of faith. Leaders in our communities. Leaders in our churches, leaders in our state government, leaders in our national government, and especially leaders in our homes. Lord, bless your leaders. We lift up the body of Christ. We lift up the unsaved. And we just want you to know we thank you, Lord. We thank you for everything. We thank you for being an almighty God. And we give you praise. We give you honor and glory. We magnify thy holy name. And Lord, we ask you also, if you would please, Lord, just give this broadcast the power through your Holy Spirit to touch hearts and restore hearts and lift them up and encourage them. In Jesus' name we pray and I season other blessings. 
Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Again, welcome to the Amazing Truth Weekly Radio Broadcast. Our scripture today comes from the book of Matthew. Matthew is the first book in your New Testament. That's Matthew chapter 24, and we'll be reading in your hearing verses 4 and 14. That's Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 and 14. The word of God says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. My sisters and brothers, we are mandated to preach this gospel. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which includes the signs of his soon return to take all true Christians, those true, genuine believers who have trusted, obeyed, and endured to the end to our eternal home with him. You know, Jesus told he's going to come back, and, and, and he is coming back, and I believe him, and I pray that you are also prepared for his return. Our lesson today is entitled, Signs of Jesus Coming. Based on these contemporary signs, of the end, along with other signs as recorded throughout the Bible, but especially in the book of Matthew, lead to conviction that the time of the end has just about reached its conclusion and that Jesus is about to come. The question today is, will you be ready? I pray that you will. You know, over 150 years, some Protestant churches have predicted that the church and state separation will come to an end in America, to a great extent through the inconsistency of conservative Protestants. In 1960, American Protestants forced John F. Kennedy to support separation of church and state as a condition of winning their votes. But the status of the church and state separation in America today has changed. Jerry Farwell, one of the most prominent leaders of the right-wing American Protestantism, publicly expresses his belief that there is no need for the separation of church and state and maintained that it was never the intent or desire of the framers and the ratifiers of the Constitution and the First Amendment according to the Fundamental Journal that was published July, August, 1984, and on pages 28 and 30, you'll find that quote. Additionally, recent rulers by the Supreme Court in the last two decades are blasting cracks in the church and state barrier and rewriting long-standing rules on religion's role in public life. Talking about uh, these contemporary uh, changes and everything and, and signs of the time. Another contemporary sign of the time is that today, the new age, the modern name for spiritualism, is the faster growing religion movement in the world. Many prominent members of this new age religion believe not only in reincarnation, but they are also convinced of the reality of spiritual guides 
who speak to humans through psychics. These contemporary signs help to point the world to the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. These, along with other signs as recorded in the Bible, show the world that we are living in the end times. Now, one of the first questions I want to pose to you, the question is, for what did Christ reprove the Pharisees and Sadducees? And we can find the answer in Matthew chapter 16, verse 3. This is what the word of God says. Jesus said, in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and glory. O ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky but can ye not discern the signs of the time? So in other words, Jesus told the Pharisees and Sadducees that when you see an overcast sky in the morning, don't you usually say that today we will have bad weather? If you can interpret the sky, why is it so hard for you to interpret the miracles that I've already done and to accept the signs as evidence of the signs of the time? That's a question Jesus posed to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Another question was, what question did the disciple ask Christ concerning his second coming? And that answer is found in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. This is what the word of God says. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what should be the sign of of thou coming and of the end of the world. So we see here the disciple pose a couple questions. They combine them together and they ask Jesus. So based on Matthew chapter 24 verse 3, the disciple asked Christ to tell them when will these things happen? And they also wanted to know will they all this happen after you go away and then come back to set up your kingdom at the end of the world? So if you have been around Bible prophecy for any length of time, or even if you haven't, you are aware that many people have set dates for Christ's return. Some repeatedly predicted specific days for this momentous event, and every last one of them have been wrong. Every last one of them has been wrong. No one has gotten it right. In 2010, Pew Research Center conducted a survey, and their survey revealed that 50% of American Protestants believe the return of Christ would occur within the next 40 years. Even though the Bible says that we do not know the day or the hour of Christ's return, according to Matthew 24:36, people have for centuries been tempted to make certain predictions in a way. Let's look at some of these false predictions that did not come true over the years. In 28 BC, a Syrian clay table reads, Our earth is disintegrated in these last days. These are signs that the world is speedily coming to an end. And then uh, in 1033, there was widespread belief that the 1000th anniversary of Christ's death will mark his return. Pope Innocent III predicts that the world will come uh, would end 666 years after the rise of Islam in 1284. Then Columbus claimed the world was created in 5343 uh, BC 
and would last 7,000 years. And he made that prediction in 1658. And then we have a Baptist preacher by the name of William Miller. He predicts that the world, uh, that the return of Jesus Christ was sometime on uh, October the 22nd, 1844. And then you have Charles Taze Russell predicts the great day of the Lord will occur in October uh, 1914. Another prediction was done by Herbert W. Armstrong, who predicted that the rapture would take place uh, in the year of 1936. And in uh, 1962, Gene Dixon predicted that the planet alignment would bring destruction to the world. And we had a cult leader by the name of Jim Jones claimed that nuclear holocaust would take place in 1967. Chuck Smith, a cavalry chapel, he predicted the world would end in 1981. And Pat Robinson predicted uh, that the world would end in October, November of 1982. And then in 1994, her Harold Camping claimed that rapture would occur in September or October. And then uh, another prediction was done, uh, attributed to Nestrodon, uh, who stated that the king of terror would occur in 1999. And of course, this is one most people probably remember, uh, in the year 2000, many believe that the Y2K computer bug would cause major catastrophic leading to the end of the world as we know it. And then, of course, again in 2007, Pastor Roberts again predicted the destruction of the earth. And this time, he said it was going to be on April the 27th, 2007. And Harold Campen again claimed the rapture would occur on May the 21st and that the end of the world would occur on October the 21st in 2011. And then um, in 2024, 2014, and 2015, you had John Hagen and Mark Blix claim that four blood moons point to the second coming of Christ. And sadly, these prophecies erode faith in the Bible when they fail to materialize, and, and all those have failed. So the question is, what are the signs of the time? Now, if Jesus told his closest followers they could tell when his return is near. Did he offer some concrete indicators? Something, some signs of the time? Did he? Yes, Jesus certainly did. And let's look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 4, uh, also verses 6 and 7. These are some signs that Jesus left us. That's Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, verse 6 and 7. This is what the word of God says. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. Verse 6 says, Ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilence and, and earthquakes in diverse places. Not every earthquake famine, or war is a specific sign of Jesus' soon return. We've seen these tragedies repeated on a regular basis during the 2,000 years since Christ walked this earth. However, 
from Jesus' own words, we can expect to see a dramatic increase in the frequency and intensity of these disasters just before Jesus comes back. According to Matthew chapter 24, Jesus also said that the last days just before his return, we will see many false Christs. In other words, people claiming to be Christ and false prophets, according to verse 5 and 11. And then Christ's follower will be killed, will be hated and killed. Jesus tells us that in, in Matthew chapter 24, verses 9 and 10. We also know from verse 12 that abounding lawlessness causing the love of many to grow cold. And then he told us in verse 14 that the gospel will be preached to all the world. And then in verse 21, he says great tribulation would occur. We'll be dealing with great tribulation. We see all that happening right now. And then in verse 29, he said the sun and moon will darken and stars falling. These are some of the signs that let us know Jesus soon return. Now, have we reached the time when there is distress of nation with perplexity? And the answer is certainly yes. Every intelligent person knows that the world is in a state of unrest at the present time and that people are troubled and perplexed at the outlook of present condition throughout the civilized world. No matter where you are, you see unrest and trouble, uh, high prices, gas prices, uh, food prices, everything going on. People are troubled and they're perplexed and they, they're distressed. Uh, another question is, what is predicted of the moral condition of the world in the last days? And that answer comes to us from Paul. Paul tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And 2 Timothy is in your New Testament. That is also, uh, that's between, right after the uh, 2 Thessalonians. Um, so we're looking at 2 Peter chapter, I'm sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. And the word of God to let us know it says, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemous, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. My sisters and brothers, I want you to realize that it's bad as times are now, this is nothing compared to the perilous times of the end time. We are fast approaching the times where people only love themselves and money. That's why we're seeing increasing sh mass shootings and gun violence. People are conceited, abusive, abrasive, dishonest, disobedient, disrespectful of parents, ungrateful, wicked, and just downright evil. There are so many dishonest people in leadership and trusted positions. Unfortunately, many of them are religious, but they are unwilling to submit to God's way and to allow the Holy Spirit to have control to align their lives and their will in harmony with the will of God and the Word of God. Simply because they need to change, but they are enjoying the power, pleasure, and money, and doing whatever they want to do more than righteousness, mercy, and justice. 
Let's look at some of these signs in detail. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, it was talking about wars and rumors of wars. Let's look at some of this. It is difficult to switch on the television or the internet and not hear or see news about wars or conflict or somewhere in the world. While the last century was perhaps one of the world's deadliest and bloodiest with the upward of 100 million people killed. Well, in the last 20 years plus, we've already topped that figure. And of course, conflict continued to plague the world in many regions of the world. The September 11, 2001 terrorist attack on the United States of America produced a military invasion of Afghanistan. 18 months after the 911 troops invaded Iraq and the, these conflicts left behind fractured regions in a weight and thousands upon thousands of deaths and injuries. Talking about wars and rumors of wars. In the past 30 years, bloodstained conflicts in Sudan, Ethiopia, Libya, and some of, uh, just to name a few. And then in the Middle East, we have been a place of just war after war. Iran nuclear ambition are a great concern of that region, especially for Israel and their neighbor in Saudi Arabia. Uh, South Asia, periodic clashes flares, uh, clare, flare up there between India and Pakistan. And we know there's uh, fighting between the Taliban and, and, and how uh, there's conflict between South Korea and North Korea, and there's contention, hot spots in Europe, and one of the ongoing conflicts right now is Ukraine and Russia, how Russia has invaded Ukraine and that conflict. And, and the word tells us in Matthew 24, 7 says, Nation shall, will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. Nation surely arise against nation. And as these wars and conflicts demonstrate that, another threat comes from non-nations, such as uh, one so-called Islamic State. This group has committed and encouraged terrorist attacks in Europe and the United States of America, declaring that they are rising to destroy the West in a holy war to end all wars. The current dramatic escalation of wars and rumors of wars is not a fantasy. It's a reality. We are seeing a rise in gun violence throughout our country. Children and innocent bystanders are losing their lives in sense of the killing. And those in leadership and authority have the power to do something is doing very little to stop or at least curtail these killings. Famine. In the wake of war, famine generally follows. We see this in Ukraine now that Russia has invaded it. Many of the refugees are unnourished. Experts say a certain disruption in food supply could quickly turn into a massive famine. In the certain event of the increased prices for food, clothing, housing, and other basic supplies are causing people to turn to food pantries and other outreach programs for help. Famine. We see an increase in the demand for food from our own food outreach program. Decrease 
uh, uh, increase in disease and pestilence. We certainly know this to be true. The coronavirus has killed over 600 million people worldwide, and people are still dying. No one could imagine the kind of impact this virus would have globally. The coronavirus pandemic showed the world that we were not ready for these highly contagious infectious diseases. Coronavirus spread rapidly, causing devastation throughout the whole world. Prior to the pandemic, we had the influenza uh, crisis in 1918. We had the uh, Zytic uh, and virus uh, in 2016, the Ebola virus in 2014, and we had the uh, A epidemic that started in the 80s. So let's just name a few. So we've had virus and, and pandemic and, and epidemic uh, before. So the words being fulfilled, diseases and pestilence. And, 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 and then it talks about natural disaster. Between 1995 and 2015, according to the UN's disaster monitoring system, the greatest number of natural disasters occurred in America, China, and India. In 2012, there were 905 natural disasters worldwide, with 93% of them being weather-related disasters. And in that year, uh, the, the United States suffered over $170 billion uh, dollar in losses due to these uh, natural disasters. And according to the World Health Organization in 2019, they reported countries with the highest share of disability-adjusted life years lost due to natural disasters was in the Bahamas, Haiti, uh, Zimbabwe, and Aramea. And we also realized from um, the UN that Asia-Pacific is the world's most disaster-prone region. According to Relief Web, a person in Asia Pacific is five times more likely to be hit by natural disasters than someone else living in other regions. And in 2022, we uh, witnessed 10 natural disasters already. The frequency and severity of these natural disasters have increased in intensity over the last few years. A range of environmental disasters hit the world in the first part of 2022, including heavy rain and floods in Brazil, Iran, and other places. Also, uh, we have suffered a lot of uh, wildfires, volcanic eruption, and all these in 2022. Now, Matthew chapter 24, 37 says, When Jesus told his disciples, uh, he said uh, in Matthew 24, 37, Jesus said, But as the days of Noah were, were so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. So we know when Jesus told his disciples that no man knew the day or the hour he returned, but he did make sure they understood uh, this passage of Scripture in Matthew 24, 37. So the question is, what were the days of Noah like? We can go to the uh, the first book in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, uh, reports that the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. The earth was corrupt before God 
and the earth were filled with violence. So God looked upon the earth, and indeed it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And that's based on Genesis chapter 6, verses 5, 11, and 12. So my sisters and brothers, you don't have to look very far to see this happening today. In just a few years, the unthinkable in many societies happened. Sexual immorality is now paraded, openly demanding, and receiving acceptance in society at large. Divorce has skyrocketed. In most nations, more couples live together without being married than those who do it God's way by entering into the state of holy matrimony. Children. I said more children are being born without traditional structure of a mother and father in the same home than ever before. Talking about moral decline and collapse. Political storm and political norm has dramatically changed based on a big lie. Laws, regulations, and policy are being changed based on a big lie. You have legislators all over the nation making these changes. It doesn't take a lot of imagination to see the signs of the end are being rapidly fulfilled. We can know with certainty that God is ready to soon act upon the world stage to save those whom he has created, those whom he loves, and who he sent his son to redeem. But it won't be by flood this time as it was in the days of Noah. It will be by the return of Jesus Christ to establish his new kingdom for those who trust him. No longer will famines, diseases, or disaster follow society. Neither shall there be any more war, according to Michael chapter 4, verse 3. And I said, my sister and brother, what a glorious day that will be. Hallelujah. The signs of Jesus coming. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Amazing Truth weekly radio broadcast. Our prayer line is open. That number is one 395 6873 That's 1-866-395-6873. Give us a call. We'll be happy to pray with you. That's one 395 6873 We look forward to you joining us next week at the same time. Until then, pray, study, prepare, and watch for Jesus' return. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for revealing signs and messages throughout your word. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us to discern, believe, and understand the signs of the time. And then help us to act upon what you have revealed to us through the word of God. And help us to be ready when Jesus comes back for his people. It is in the blessing of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, have we prayed. Thank you, Lord Jesus for hearing and answering our prayer. God bless you all.